Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all. The glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free on iOS and Android. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone, to the Cover to Cover podcast of 2019. This is it. First one. Happy New Year. Did everyone have fun? New Year's Eve. I hope it was good. Alex is here. It was his birthday. He had a good birthday, I think. Uh, he had a good New Year's Eve, I think, right? Yeah. All good? They're good. You? And uh, I did. We were in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, performing two shows, New Year's Eve, and it was great. Everybody came out, sold out the shows, uh, and it was real. New Year's Eve shows are so much fun to do. Everyone's loose and fun, and Fort Worth is a great town. Thank you all for coming. It was great. Continue to come to my live shows. Really, that's why I do this, because if people don't come to the live shows, then it's all over. I do this for free, so that it, that's the reason I do the live shows, because I make a couple of bucks doing them and when people come it's just more fun so come to rochester uh at comedy on the carlson if you live up in upstate new york i'm coming to upstate new york in the january of all times to come to upstate new york and uh i really want you people to come out and hang out with me and i'm not saying just come to the show i'm saying hang out in the afternoon i don't know anybody up there and i'll be more than happy to lunch or drink or do whatever with anybody that's the beauty of doing that going out to these cities and doing stand-up comedy is i love hanging out with the people who are on this facebook group and who are on listen to this podcast it's fun why not it, here's my my resolution for 2019 although i'm not a resolution guy I'm just trying to be like a nicer guy because isn't it everything? I know we talk about this all the time on the podcast. Everything's kind of shitty. 
Uh, and if, but it isn't, I mean, it's good. Everyone's kind of decent and, and it's fine, but it's a, it is a divided world we live in, but it's not, uh, cause I don't, I'm not, I'm, I don't care if you like Donald Trump. It doesn't make any difference to me. I get it. I could still hang out with you. We're fine. We're good. Unless you get too crazy about it, which I'm not. And, uh, and so do that. Let's do that. I have a bunch of dates coming up. I'm going to, uh, do the, the, my website over, uh, I gotta, I gotta like put all the new dates on it. So they're all coming up this year, uh, 2019, and I would love it if we start to sell like a, a lots of tickets and we have a lot of fun. My live show is really good, so I would hope you come out and, and enjoy it. Thank you uh, for so far for the popularity of this podcast. It's been great, and I appreciate all of you listening. I hope uh, you are listening this, listening to this on back to work. You're probably going back to work today. It seems like most people are. It's the, the day after New Year's Day, January 2nd. And I feel like people are beginning to go back to uh, their lives after the holiday. And I don't know if that's good or bad. It probably sucks for you guys who have like, uh, you know, real gigs where you're now driving to it in the cold and you're like, this sucks. But Let's try and make it a little better with the soothing sounds of my voice while I drink, by the way, a Modelo beer at 1130 on a, on a Wednesday here Wednesday. because Alex had them in the refrigerator of this little studio. So here we go. Fuck it. Uh, Alex has one as well. Uh, okay. New Year's Eve was a wild one for some people. Let's talk about it. I watched uh, Anderson Cooper and Andy, uh, what's his name? The dude, uh, shit, Andy, bravo, Andy, bravo, bravo, Andy. What is his name? I want to say Andy Garcia, but it's not Andy Garcia. The guy from Bravo. Yeah, everyone knows who it is. I, sometimes I have complete, like, breakdowns in my mind of people's names. Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen. That's his name. They do the uh, New Year's Eve um, thing on CNN. And it's a, here's the thing. Performing live in front of people is not for the faint of heart. It takes talent, it takes skill, it takes years of practice. I'm good at it because I've been doing it for a long time. I know how to handle it. It's not a problem. Some people don't know how to do it, and I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm saying it's difficult to do. Comedy, also not for everybody. Anderson Cooper's probably a wonderful guy. So is Andy Cohen, probably great people. When it comes to comedy and live performance, just leave that to the pros. Uh, they were a little, I find them to both be a little bit annoying in that, in that area. I watch Anderson Cooper on CNN regularly and I think he's fine when he's doing, you know, news. When he's trying to be cutesy uh, on New Year's Eve with Andy Cohen, it's not, it, it, I don't need it. I don't know. I don't need to see him trying to be funny and getting drunk. First of all, handle your shit. You're a grown fucking man on 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 television we all like to have a drink every now and again but for the couple of hours you got to be on tv try and handle your shit he was drinking shots of i don't know jägermeister or something and acting like he'd never had any type of liquor in his life ever he was reacting like a like a like a you know like a 14 year old girl 
Was that Andy or Anderson? Anderson. Anderson was it was I don't know if you watched any of it. Did you watch I saw, any of it? It was on the screen in the bar we were in, but yeah. the volume wasn't up. All I saw was their their hands look cold because they were hands in the pocket. Right. The time, yeah. But. I guess it was raining and yeah. I don't I don't think it was bitter cold, but it was raining, which was another reason that it was an issue because Andy Cohen was bitching about his umbrella. And this is what I hate when I'm not a big fan of Andy Cohen to begin with. I feel he's a little bit of an uppity kind of asshole, but and I don't know anything about him. I'm saying that st- strictly based on nothing. But um, he was bitching about the people who made him put his umbrella down for security reasons in Times Square. I hate when like a guy who makes a, you know, does very well in life shits on like small people's you know, jobs. I, I it really bothers me when people scream at, you know, people who work in airports and people who work in, 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 you know, service jobs. It really, I, and I know maybe I'm overreacting cause he was just kind of trying to be funny about this woman who had to tell him to put his umbrella down for security reasons, but he was kind of being a dick about it. And you think this poor woman wants to you know, have to tell people to put their umbrellas down on a rainy day in Times Square. Could you imagine all the assholes she had to deal with that day, getting in and out of Times Square? People who come to that, you know, thing on New Year's Eve. Anyway, that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way that he was. Especially be- approaching a famous, like when you're the security guard and you have to tell the famous right, person, that right. sucks. It, yeah, it's it's just, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of people who act like that to, you know, people who are just trying to make a buck and live their lives and go home and have some sort of decent lifestyle, you know? In the end, we just nobody wants to just make everyone's life easier by putting your fucking umbrella down and stand in the rain for a little while. It's not going to kill you. Anyway, so that was that. Then I read about Tiffany Haddish. I don't know if you heard about this, Alex. Tiffany Haddish, who I like and know and is a friend of mine. We've known each other for a long, long time. She's a great person who's gone through a lot, and I'm glad to see her success. However, I will say this. Stand-up comedy, when you start to get to the level of Tiffany Haddish, who blew up a little, probably a little faster than she should have in the stand-up world. Uh, she's good. She's been working out a long time. I don't know if she's ready for theaters and and her and 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 that where she is at now. When people are spending a lot of money to come out and see you, and they are, these people don't have a lot of money, and they are spending $150, $200 a ticket to come out to a theater to see Tiffany Haddish. You owe them a sober good performance, the best of your ability. I truly believe that I've gone through it with Chelsea Handler. When we opened, uh, when I opened for her for many years, uh, I felt she got a little too drunk at times. And, um, and I think it sucks. I think it's, I think it's disrespectful to the people who come out and spend. Now, listen, I, I had, I had a good time this new year's Eve. I had a few drinks on stage, but the shows were great. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't get to the point where I completely blow the fucking show because I decided to have a couple, a couple of drinks at lunch and then beyond uh, backstage and whatever. I think it's shitty for people. Like those people probably came out to Tiffany had a show and I don't blame Tiffany. I know Tiffany's probably going through a lot right now. She's got a lot of success and that's that, that, you know, it does put a lot on your mind, but so she decided, fuck it. I'm going to go wild. And if she was playing a big venue, now those people probably spent 500 bucks when all said and done to come out two tickets, parking, food, whatever. And she just sucked, I guess. And she admitted to it. She said it was bad and people booed and, and, and left and walked out. And it, it's not good. It's not good to do that. I hope, uh, you know, I think Tiffany's smart enough to know better. And I think she'll, she'll probably figure it out and, and, and just 
You know, I, I hear it a lot. I hear it a lot about comics out there and I know it's a rough, it could be a rough road stand up and out on the road and stuff. And, it, and, and honestly, if you're like a drinker, which I'm not really a big drinker, but if you are, there's some fucking demons out there on the road you, that are, if you're into that kind of, if you're a demon guy, it is a, it, it can be the place to be. It man. finds you. Right. Like, yeah. Because honestly, there's nothing else to do. I, I, I don't, I don't want to take this podcast into stand up a podcast, but you know, it is interesting. I think for any, anybody, like anybody who has any type of job where you have to travel a bit. And I know a lot of you guys do, you, you travel, whether you be flight attendants or for business, you're in different cities like there. It's a, you could be drink it fucking 11 AM. It doesn't, nobody's stopping you. And, and if nobody's stopping you, why would you not do it if you're that type of person? So anyway, uh, I hear it a lot. I hope, I hope people get their shit together and cause stand up is fun. Uh, when you come out to a really good show, it, it really is fun. Uh, it's still fun for me. I've been watching friends of mine do it and I've been doing it for 25 years and, uh, and it's fun. I, I will say this about comedy, which I was something I talked about this weekend, with my opening act, Nick Guara. Uh, it's interesting to me that people now only come out to comedy for famous people. They'll come out for Jeremy Piven, who's now doing stand-up for some ungodly reason. Uh, they'll come out for Chris Kattan. They'll come out for these old Saturday Night Live guys they'll come, who aren't, let me tell you this, are not strong stand-up comedians. They're just not. Chris Kattan was an amazing Saturday Night Live performer. As stand-up, he's not great. But you guys will spend the money because he was, you know, a mango on Saturday Night Live 25 years ago. And you're going to walk out a little bit disappointed because and maybe some of you won't, maybe it's fine, but some of you are going to go like, eh, wasn't great when we saw, you know, Screech from, from Saved by the Bell. When I was, go but, no, but they do, like they screech. go, they, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, Dustin Diamond Dustin does stand-up comedy. Fills a room, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if he's great at it. Uh, he's probably fine, passable, but there are so many other good people that you can go out to, but people don't because I don't know why. But when I was going to stand-up comedy shows as a kid and loved it, I, we just went to the comedy club. Mm -hmm. We went to, uh, in my case, it was Eastside Comedy Club on Long Island, and uh, we didn't know who they were. But to me, it was amazing. Like, I didn't know any of these comedians. And none of them were famous at that time and probably still aren't. But it was just fun to watch. I think people, you should do that more. Just go out to the fucking comedy club. It's going to be fun, especially when I'm there. It's going to be, I, I guarantee you, please come so I can have a good 2019 and we can continue on with all this stuff. One more stand-up comedy thing because it's been in the news and we'll, and we'll move on to other things. I have uh, the papers in front of me, like I said I was going to do, and we are going to talk about some stuff that's going to happen in 2019. Uh, Louis C.K., uh, they leaked some, some, some stuff of him uh, at a comedy club on Long Island, like uh, the one I used to go to. It was, I think it was a governor's in Levittown, and he went up and he was trying out some stuff. I, I think it happened a couple of months ago, but it had just been released. And he's not great. You know, some of the, if you listen to the material, it's, it's, it's okay. It took it's a fun. year off. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but it's, it, well, he, he didn't take a year well, off. Oh yeah. He was, yeah. He was forced to take a year off and whatever. It, it's just, it, he's practicing and I, and I know it's, it sucks for a guy to be taped when he's just trying to, you know, work shit out. We all have to go through the workout process before we get to the point where it's solid and you really don't want people to hear it other than the, you know, however many people in the room while you're doing it. 
This one has been released and it's out and you could listen probably you could listen to small segments of it. You can listen to the whole 45 minutes I did um, on which is weird to me. I Doug Stanhope actually wrote something about it and he said, take Louis CK out of the equation. It's so strange that this has been out there and we're letting it go out there. Like if you put a view bootlegged a movie, say Aquaman, mm. and you put it online every they would pull it down immediately yeah. and say this is this is against uh, the mm-hmm. rights of whatever you know you can't do it uh, it's copyrighted and, and all that even say hamilton put if someone videotaped hamilton and put it online it would be pulled down immediately yet comedians were such with such the low rung on the ladder of entertainment that uh they just thing is up and it's and nobody's pulled it down they're just like fuck it let it let it be out there um and it's weird anyway so uh, Okay, here's your thing on Louis C.K. Whether you, I, I know what he, what he did is sucks, and 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 the, and the material was wasn't strong. Who knows? Maybe was Louis ever that great, or were we caught up in the hype? This is what I like. I'm. I look back now at some of Louis stuff, and I I loved Louis C.K. I listened to it, and I was into it. But I love you know times change, and 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 your taste change, and you know Louis was a shock. In comic, you know, it was always like, I can't believe he went there kind of stuff that you said about Louis, you know, and it was bro-y and it was that kind of comedy. And and I I don't know if it was good for comedy for Louis to blow up the way he did. I think it I think it took it to a a kind of a bro level where I mean, listen, stand up is a pretty pretty bro-y place uh, when you get down to it. But. So he did a Parkland shooting thing uh, to get to the point uh, in this thing. He he did a joke about the kids at, at Parkland, that's high school in Florida, where kids were shot and I, I think I forgot nineteen were killed or something. It was it was a bad bad scene, um, and he did a joke which I get what he was trying to do. I it it's actually not a bad joke and premise, like I. It, I, it's 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 sensitive, sure, but so are many jokes. When you gotta get to the you know the, the crux of it, they are sensitive. Uh, but it, it's not a bad idea. Like you, now, these kids are out speaking. You know, uh, the, I forget the two of them. I think the kid's name is Hog, the one kid who speaks a lot, and and the and the young girl. And he was basically saying, why are you interesting? Because you were at a school that got shot up and you pushed a fat kid in the way. It's kind I get what he was going for. It could be a funny idea and maybe it will be eventually, but he was probably just trying it out. And it is offensive. It is. If, especially if you had a kid who was shot in that school, which I see some of those kids, uh, some parents are on Twitter saying, fuck you, uh, Louis CK and stuff like that. And sure, that's got to be rough. Um Anyway, what are your thoughts on it? Your feel? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know where to stand on Louis C.K. I, it's, I don't care. Like, there are so many other comedians in the world who are great. Like, we lose a Louis C.K. Who cares? Like, there's a thousand other ones. I don't know why everyone's so like, we lost Louis C.K. Comedy's done. It's not. Go no. watch. Go listen to Nate Bragatz. See the he, amount of money going to Dave Chappelle right now. Comedy <laughs> is far from done. No, and you know, go find other people, man. Louis C.K. was fine, but it's over for Louis C.K. I honestly don't think he can ever come back. He'll never get back to the level he was at, and he shouldn't. Like if Louis will probably play clubs, and there'll be you know some dudes who'll go to see him and cheer because he says you know shocking things, and that's fine. But it's. It, 
is it is it is comedy dead because Louis C.K. is not going to be doing it anymore? No, we're all going to be fine. Well, I think it was kind of a rare thing that a guy as shocking as him blew up and had all the the shows he had and the you know and toward the end he was self producing because I think he knew at some point this is you know right and, and no it was smart Louis did some smart things like the five dollar thing that he did on his website was it was a, mm. it was just it, it was basically basically circumventing a lot of bullshit and that's a smart thing to do. Um, and honestly, Louis, the FX show was very good. It was, it was interesting to watch. I enjoyed it. Um, we here in America, which I think is an interesting thing to talk about, love, we, as much as we love a success story, I honestly believe we love a failure story even more. And I think this year, 2018, last year, and maybe a little bit of 2019, who knows? We got a lot of them. We got a lot of failure stories. We got a lot of Matt Lauer, uh, Les Moonves, Louis C.K. We got, and, and it... I I liked watching it. It's shitty to say, but it's like watching a fucking car crash. You like every morning I would wake up like who's going down today? Because there was that like two week period. I don't know if you remember where. I mean, there was another morning. one every yeah, day, every man. day. And like I remember waking up, I would I would turn to the Today Show would be the place I would turn to to see who was going down. And then one morning I wake up. And the fucking Today Show is the one that where the guy went down. Like you know, uh, they're all crying and Lauer's gone. And I was a Lauer fan, and and it was just uh, so we we love to see people go down. And so I, it, it was amazing to me how how many people jumped on because I mean in the comedy world Louis C.K. was a god. Like he was the greatest to all these comedians, not necessarily to me, but I know so many young guy comedians like Louis C.K. Louis, I'm going to be Louis C.K. I'm going to be Louis C.K. And once he went down, everybody jumped off. Fuck him, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him. And I was like, wow, that was quick. You guys turned real fucking yeah. quick. Cause you, I mean, and, and the same thing with Ro Roseanne, when she went down with her tweets and, and even Bill Cosby to a certain extent, like uh, people were like, Bill Cosby was a God in comedy. But once that shit came out, Fuck you. I never, uh, Bill Cosby was a complete dick to me years ago. And I said, fuck him 20 years ago. So not quite 20, but close enough. Uh, anyway, that's Can that. I just on the, go ahead, uh, Alex. On, I'm sorry. I was ranting. No, you're good. Trying to stop you from going into one of your fucking long speeches. No, go ahead. You're good. You're good. Uh, as far as you mentioned, pulling content down or video, right. there's a reason door guys and comedy clubs might be a handsome young one with a mustache might approach you and tell you to put your phone away. Mm -hmm. It's because when Netflix offers people like Dave Chappelle, $20 million, right? each joke is worth a half a million dollars. So yeah. that's, you know, if, if you are a fan of comedy, if you're going to see people live, don't look for them on YouTube. Don't look for that content because it's better in person. Oh, 100%. And, you don't, like, and don't be part of the problem of putting it on YouTube either. Yeah. There is a context to being in person that is so amazing about stand-up comedy. And when you just watch it, what, five-minute clip on YouTube, you lose a lot of that yeah, context. Yeah, so. I agree. And it's so much fun. Like, we had a blast on New Year's Eve in in Hyenas in Fort Worth. Everybody was just having fun in the, in the room, and it, it was great. And that's what it can be. So please come to Rochester, New York, Comedy on the Carlson, and Ooh. let's make it that type of vibe. And then after that, I have a bunch of other shows, and we'll talk about it. Enough with stand-up comedy. I'm sorry to bore you with that, but it was kind of in the news this last week, so uh, we will keep up with it. 2019. Let me tell you what is going out this year, which I read uh, in the paper this week. Uh, ladies, I'm sorry, but leggings are done. Leggings. That's right. 
Ooh. Yeah, it's been four years where leggings were all the rage. They're done. Okay, no, none of them sold this year for Christmas. Nobody bought leggings or like expensive athletic gear. Uh, I guess that's a big. That was a big market. Athleisure. Uh, what's her face has a line. I think uh, uh, Kate uh, Kate Hudson has a line, and some other people have lines of uh, you know Lululemon and shit like that. But it's dead. It's dead. You know what's back? Jeans and boots. Hot. Thank God. I, I I was getting concerned that the slut generation was gone, and it it it. And I'm not saying this in a bad way. When I use the word slut, I should use another word because that's not what I. I don't mean it in a, in a derogatory way. No shame. I meant it. I mean it in a fun like you go out. And I know. And I know. We. I keep harping on this on this podcast, but you. I mean it on a. You go out on a Friday night. I'm gonna go back a couple of years when we had those Brazilian cut jeans uh that were like your ass was comp- like out pretty much and you, and you had the 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 g string that's that came up the top there you'd see the top of it i believe people called it whale tail some of them and i it was like and you'd go out and it was everybody had on that low thing then that went out and it became like a high waist like up to your nipples and uh and just big giant um like a like a big ass um on the jeans and high up well, I don't know what the, it's according to this article in business in the business section of the New York Post, uh, that is back. Boots and jeans are back. I don't know what type of jean. I don't know if it's a uh, but Lululemon has added more they have they added a five pocket jean Ooh. for men. So if you're a man who wants to wear Lululemon jeans, they're 128 bucks and you could get the five pocket Lululemon jean. Uh, I would imagine you're probably going to take some shit from your friends if you're the first guy who steps out in the Lululemon um, jeans, five pocket jeans. Um, but this is it. This is this is 2019. Ladies, get your boots, put them back on, uh, and and put on your jeans again because uh, nobody wants to see you out there in your stretchy pants anymore. Is that UGG boots or is that boot boots? Ugg, how dare you, Alex? UGG boots? That was Are you the, fucking kidding me? The, you, now that was I blame. Uh, you expect these these gals were coming out in those UGG boots? I mean, talk about giving up. I mean, that is just like I don't. I, I mean, that's a fucking slipper more or less. And I don't. I listen. I don't leave the house in my slippers. And what I know they're comfortable, but. I, I was playing colleges when Ugg Boots were at the height. I was like doing a lot of college gigs. And these, I didn't know they're kids and they're coming, you know, they're coming from their dorm rooms or whatever. But every place I did, it was just a, some frumpy girl in a big giant sweatshirt and Ugg Boots. And I was like, oh man, what has happened? Like, where are those Brazilian cut jeans? They used to be a store by my house on Ventura Boulevard that was just, it was like a Brazilian cut jean store and out front they would have like uh like mannequins just just the legs no top like leg mannequins like six of them and on those mannequins were these jeans uh and every just they all had like big giant ass jeans and and just um did they have the g-strings on the mannequins the g-strings on the mannequins yeah 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 yeah. they had a whole thing i want you to know yeah this is how how you should wear it yeah uh but the uggs were 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 a bad situation because then it became like pink uggs with it with this bedazzle and then it became like knockoff uggs where if you had the solid if you had the ugg the the actual real ugg ugg which was a good one then if some there was some knockoff uggs where i was like oh shit now it's this real sad situation you're walking around in your dirty pink 
pink knockoff Uggs now, walking now, around the supermarket. Now they actually are slippers. Yes, <laughs> they are. Anyway, uh, but that, so, so no Uggs. No, 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 no Uggs. No, I'm talking boots, like boots. I guess cowboy. This is what I'm reading. I'm just telling you what I'm reading. Not exactly, but uh, the run the, the the runaway athleisure train, including fashion and sports sneakers, leggings and tights that gripped the apparel industry over the past four years, is slowing down as consumers show a growing preference for jeans and boots. How do you feel about joggers? What does that mean? Joggers are a term for like $150 sweatpants for men that they wear tonight. Like uh, they, they're, they're like trendy sweatpants. I get they're it. The, I, they look good on certain guys. Yeah. Like I see guys, I'm jealous of guys when I see them look good in sweatpants. Mm. I look like I've, I've been unemployed for a year and a half when I put on sweatpants. <laughs> it just is not a good look on me at all. But there are some dudes, uh, mostly black guys, mostly black guys look good in sweatpants. They could pull it off. And it does, it makes me very jealous when I see a guy who could pull, who off. Could pull off like that that athletic leisure look. It's never been a good one for me. As a matter of fact, so much so that I'll wear jeans to the gym. Like I'm a guy who I look like I'm like a, like a divorced dad working out at the gym and his like jeans. a school shooter at yeah, the gym. And fucking, yeah. I wear my jeans anyway. Um, so that's, that's a big story for me. Uh, some other stuff that, it, that, that flopped this year at Christmas. Uh, I found this interesting. A lot of things that were taken back. Like, uh, so, and I guess the, in the industry, they can tell that these, that it's not looking good for these things because they all, all the, the things were returned. One of the big things that was returned this year, and I can totally understand why, because I had a few friends who got them this year for Christmas and wore them a few days after, you know, uh, up until new year's was, uh, was the bell sleeve sweater that all the girls are wearing. Now, I don't know if you know what that is, Alex, let me explain. The bell sleeve is basically a big, it's just that. It's a sleeve at the end by your wrist that opens up mm, really wide. Okay, it's yeah. almost like a bell-bottom pant yeah. on your sleeve. Okay. This is a fucking disaster. Like a magician. Every, no, not even that. Every time you reach over any table, <laughs> any guacamole, any everything. salsa, any beer, everything gets on this wrist. It was, I mean, I watched this this last week of every girl with just shit all over their bell sleeved um, sweat sweaters. So a lot of those went back, probably filled with shit because uh, it was it was tough. It's tough to maneuver a bell sleeve. So those all went back. Uh, another thing that seemed to go back was. Tiny frame sunglasses. Uh, it's over, Alex. I hope you don't have any tiny frame sunglasses. Oh, they're done? They're done. I didn't big, know they came back. giant, big, giant uh, sunglasses, like the ones that the Jenners wear, like Kylie and Kendall. Big, giant, uh, the ones I'm currently wearing, not wearing, but I have with me, uh, like big uh, aviator-type sunglasses uh, are, are back in. Okay. So get your jeans, get your boots, put away your bell, uh, your bell uh, sleeve, and, uh, and get yourself some big giant sunglasses because that's what 2019 is going to be all about. All right. Fun fact about me. I managed sunglass huts for many a year. Is that right? Vegas. Yeah. I worked in, I worked in optical for probably. Opti all, oh, you really make it. Yeah. Yeah. A sunglass hut sound fancy. Well, I mean, I worked at different companies too, okay. but, um, I've worked in, I've worked in the fashion sunglass industry yeah. for, uh, probably about five years of my life. All, all said and done. Um, and uh, that that that's good to hear. I'm glad those yeah. tiny frames are going out. That, 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 according to the New York Post, at least. Um, okay, now here's another thing I want to talk about. Uh, New Year's Eve, we didn't we didn't get. Remember 1999. Remember we all panicked. 
Remember the Y2K panic of 1999 where we all had to, you know, we freaked out. Our computers were going to explode. Everything was going to explode. And, uh, and it didn't happen. Nothing happened. We all went on with our lives. And it's an indicate that, that should have been a warning sign to everybody who we panic about everything. And it never really happens. And I remember many, many, many years ago, I was a child and it used to be back when there were like three networks, ABC, NBC, and CBS. They would have movies of the week and they would do a two hour movie of the week and it would get huge ratings because there were no other options. We would, every, you know, 30 million people would watch these movies of the week. And there was one of them about killer bees. I forget what it was called, but it was about killer bees were on their way to America. Was that the Africanized ones? Was I don't even the, know okay. what they were. And that's very racist. <laughs> uh, I don't know where they were coming from, but they were coming. And, uh, and in this TV movie, they had made it to America and they were killing people. Swarms of them were biting people. And I was probably about nine when I watched this movie and I was panicking that the killer bees were on their way. Cause at the end of the movie, they actually said, it said killer bees aren't to America yet. Cause they're afraid to fly over big oceans, but they're coming. They're eventually going to get up enough balls to fly over the ocean. And they're coming to America. Killer bees. And I, my, I would, I, I couldn't sleep for, for, for years. I would think when are the killer bees getting here and when do I get killed from, by killer bees? It never happened. They never came. Uh, and Y2K never came. And then there was a TV movie called the day after everybody watched it. Nuclear Holocaust. It was, uh, Jason Robards was in it. I remember. And I don't remember some other like people. And it was about basically Russia bombing us with nuclear weapons and we were all going to die. And it was probably 75 million people watched it. And it was another panic. This is now I'm 14 and now I'm panicked that Russia is going to blow up. America never happened. What is 2019's panic that we're currently in that's not going to happen? Is it, remember the one that we all panicked about? I think, did we talk about this? Um, uh, net neutrality. Remember yeah, net neutrality? Yeah. yeah, we talked about net neutrality. That didn't happen. Oh, fun update. Can I say something? Oh, don't, no, don't bore have, people have, with net neutrality chatter. I, all I'll say is if you look into net neutrality and you figure out that it was a big like lawsuit between Netflix and Verizon, and then you look at the fact oh, that- Oh, here he goes. Then he's you look a, at the he's fact- a conspiracy guy. One sentence. All I'm going to say- Never mind. I'll stop. Okay. I'll thanks. Stop. Thanks, Alex. You, you, you just, everybody just turned off their- uh, Netflix is paying big politicians money to come speak. Speak. That's all I'm saying. Just I have look no into idea Google what he's it. Talking Google about. He's it. getting crazy. He's I'm get, getting crazy. I'm crazy. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, I, but what is the panic th this year? Uh, there's there's something, right? It, well, it was Korea was going to bomb us. Uh, I don't think that's happening anymore. I don't think we're getting bombed. I don't think that's happening. I think it's going to be like I would concern myself. I wouldn't concern myself with anything. Like, no one wants to play that game with America. We no, have more bombs. No, we have more bombs. And, and, and also it'll be a small thing. Like it'll be somebody driving a van into yeah, a mall. It's box and, trucks. Yeah. Like that kind of shit. So I wouldn't concern myself with, uh, with anything huge uh, in 2019. Just relax and enjoy yourself. And you know, you don't have to be that scared of people climbing over the wall. Put your them. leggings in the attic. Your You'll need them in away. a couple of years. They're going to come yeah. back. You're yeah, going to yeah, need yeah. them. Yeah. Just put them in the attic. 
Get the get the no, old but they, jeans they out. never. You, you can't put them in the attic because it'll they'll come back, but it'll be a little different a little of a different. cut. Like that's a, when I was back in like my dating. <laughs> Those life, are mom leggings. Yeah, they are. They become because when I was back in my dating life, I remember like that's how I would like judge uh, like whether I would continue on you know on, on a second date with with women. What I would always go by the jeans because because there's there's such a how a, modern a, is she? Yeah, because yeah. it's such a, a like a variation, a, a small variation on the cut of a jean. It changes from like minute mm-hmm. to minute sometimes. And if you saw a girl in like some jeans that were a little bit older, you'd be like, that's mm-hmm. it. That's indicative of like a whole other lifestyle. Like that <laughs> means shit's gone south in other places. I found, and that could be a very, you're like that, but sorry to all you boot cut people out there, but sometimes you see a boot cut and you're like, oh, she's, she's a little old fashioned for boot cut. I'll give gals. Cause I was just in, uh, <laughs> I was just in, uh, in uh, Fort Worth, Texas and oh, they yeah, actually yeah. wear boots. So yeah. they have a boot cut look. Uh, I don't like, which I still see out there. There's a, there's a horrible store called buckle, mm-hmm. uh, in malls around, yeah. uh, the country. Everybody, if I could, if I could implore you uh, on one thing, uh, and I'm not telling anyone how to live. I, I enjoy all types of people and don't go to buckle. Don't, don't, there's other places to go. You don't have to go to buckle and get that bedazzled pocket that uh, I guess is still going. It's still out there. There's a lot of bedazzled pockets when I'm on the road. Uh, and if you have them, I'm, my apologies, but uh, like get a something to scrape off the buckle. I mean the the, the bedazzles on the po- on the pocket because I think it's I think that should be done. If I had my way, uh, that if would I'm be, elected. Yes, if I'm elected to office. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Um, is there anything else, Alex, that you have on your uh, pressing in 2019? Yeah, I, do you, do you make resolutions? I don't. Um, you know, last year was so crazy for me that I'm just going to ride the wave and see what, like, I've had to, I've had to maneuver left and right so many times, not expecting to, in a good way that I'm like, man, you know what, whatever opportunities fall in my lap, I'll deal with them as they come. As you should. I mean, I think that's the best way to handle it. What can you possibly do? you know, to, uh, to kind of, to kind of make life better. Actually, let me, let me rephrase. Yeah. I'm going to be better about social media this year. I just decided. Oh, like in what way? Just be on it more? No, I mean like I'm an Instagram guy mostly. Uh For me, that's the easiest one to use. I'm not good with a lot of the other ones, but uh, I think, uh, I think I want to be a little more engaged and actually try to grow it a little this year. It's fun. It's nice. It, It can be good. I mean, you know, all the people over on, on this, um, Cover to cover Facebook page we have now. It's up to we're 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 climbing nearly six hundred people and uh and I think yeah thank I you think guys it, I guess Jennifer Smith who started I want to shout her out I forgot last week and uh, she started it she's in Philadelphia and she comes to my shows she's a real sweet lady and I appreciate her doing that and starting that group and everybody in it, it they've been fun uh so that's fun and I'll try and be better on that. Um, it's really cool to have, like we were talking about how crazy the world is, especially social media. It's awesome to have supportive people around. So yeah, thanks, yeah. Yeah. And I don't need only, I listen, yeah. I don't need all support. You can shit too. on me all you want. I, I can handle it. It's fine. I've taken the lumps, uh, over the years. So, uh, it, it, it you know, it's, it's okay by me. Um, uh, what else can we talk? Uh, speaking of lumps, um, I would, I'm going to go back to Anderson Cooper and, 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 uh, Andy, 
on that show because it was live and it was shitty. And many, many years ago, I did a live, not many years ago, about four, four years ago, I did a live show on FX. I did the after show for a show called Sons of Anarchy. Uh, oh, wow. Yes. I, I, I hosted their live after show. And they wanted- Was that kind of like the the Walking Dead style exactly type show? What it, talking exact, Dead? They wanted it to be that. They wanted it to be Talking Dead with Chris Hardwick. And they were like, uh, let's get- Chris French. Actually, they didn't say that. What had happened was um, uh, the 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 creator of of uh, Sons of Anarchy, um, Kurt, Sutter. Kurt Sutter. He's a friend of mine, and I know Kurt a little bit. And I knew some guys on the show. Theo Rossi and I kind of came out to New York from New York to L.A. together, and Theo played Juice, and uh, we were all kind of friendly. So I was friendly with Cat. The cast. Great of show. I never watched an oh, episode. Such Alex. a good Never show. watched an episode. But so they said. It was like a last minute thing. They said, can you host the live after show of Sons of Anarchy? And I was working on Chelsea Lilly at the time. And I literally ran from like a taping of Chelsea Lilly over to do a live on FX after show of, and my first guests were Jimmy Smits, who was the sweetest, nicest man in the world. Thank you, Jimmy Smits, for being a sweetheart. And I had Kurt was with me and he knew, you know, he's Kurt. And, uh, and then I had Margaret Cho. Thank God for Margaret Cho because she was so funny and so good. I knew nothing about Sons of Anarchy. I don't know the – and the fans of that show were rabid fans of uh, Sons of Anarchy. They thought it was real. Yeah. They thought when a guy died on Sons of Anarchy, he was dead he in was real dead. life. They, they, you know, R.I.P. Opie. They I'm didn't, still they in They didn't it. think he was, yeah, they didn't, exactly, <laughs> Opie. They didn't think Opie was an actor who was going to go on to six more series after no. that show was over. They told me, the people at FX were like, make it funny, be a comedy, you know, talk show, kind of like Walking Dead was. Mm -hmm. But Walking Dead was a little different because, you know, that show, talk, uh, Walking Dead, is, is kind of tongue-in-cheek. It's a little, you know, it's a goofy kind of zombie show. It's not yeah. that serious. Sons of Anarchy took itself very seriously. So me joking about it was not, uh, didn't go over well. <laughs> uh, and I was crucified every Tuesday night uh, by millions of people on Twitter. To the point where not only was everything about me, you know, you bucktooth, queer, homosexual, how you <laughs> like all that shit uh, that I would get. It was death threats. It was if I see you on the street when, when you're in this city and I they knew what cities I was going to. They're like, I'm going to wait outside the funny bone in, in, in Syracuse and I'm going to fucking murder I'm gonna you. ride by on my Harley. That's what they did. I'm they were like, I will fucking kill you, you yeah. when I see you. Um and I did it for Jeez. two seasons. Uh, I did it for the, the, the season before that final season, and then I did the final season. And it, and I, people would say I was horrible at it because it was live. And But the people, like the guy who plays, uh, he's got long hair. He's an older kind of heavy guy, and he has long curly hair. And I, I forget his name now, but he was kind of a real asshole on the show. Uh, to me and I will never forget it. You know, I haven't seen that guy in anything Was he the since. guy, was he, do, do you know him from anything else? Was he the guy from like X-Files or anything? I don't know. I, uh, weirdly enough, I he, I know you're he, was he was big on, on Sons of Anarchy. He had like a big part. I think it was Tig or whatever they call it. No, no, no. Tig was a good guy. Tig was cool. Tig's yeah. a, uh, actually a friend of mine and a sweetheart. Uh, no, I forget. He's a big heavy dude hair. with the long, long gray hair, uh, big beard. I, he's got three names. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actor. I know you're talking about. 
I know Bobby. They called him Bobby. Show. Yes, Bobby. that actor. Oh, that's was, a bummer. He was cool. Oh, he's the worst he's the prick worst. in the world. <laughs> Fuck him. Uh, I say, and I hate saying this because I try to be. I, I really am become a better person over the last few years, and I don't. Ha- I don't hold grudges, but I do with that guy. He was just a dick to me, and. uh and so fuck him. Anyway, I just I wanted to talk about that because I, I, as I was shitting on Andy and um, and uh, and uh, Car- what is his name Carson Dale uh, Car- uh, Anderson no. Cooper Anderson Cooper I I uh, I was thinking oh maybe I shouldn't because no, they, maybe. They were, maybe they were just having a rough day. Yeah, so I, I went don't threaten it. to kill him. I mean, I know I don't. I, yeah, but we could we could still goof on people like you know it was a shitty performance, but not a shitty performance. It was just laugh. You know, they were they they sucked at it. That's and they're not. Thing. I'm not saying when I say you suck at that. I'm not saying you suck at everything. You're good. Anderson Cooper's very good on being Anderson Cooper when he's standing out mm. in a storm or you know in a war zone. He's good at that shit. Yeah, they should have hired a professional comedian like uh, Tiffany Haddish. You know. <laughs> oh, how did you? you'll never work in this town again. Alex. How <laughs> I do you right away? Um, yeah, but no, because they've hired professional comedians to do it too, and they're not, not necessarily. I'm not saying it's a tough job. It's a, it is, especially to be in. To, like, you know who handles it well? Who's a fucking professional and handles it well? Ryan Seacrest. You yeah. can shit on Ryan Seacrest all you want, but that guy is good at doing TV. He knows how to handle it. He handles it well. I don't know about Jenny McCarthy out in the audience. She's annoying as shit, but. Uh, she's out in like Times Square just being, you know, screaming and she's made a career out of screaming. Finding drunk people to talk to. I know, I know. And, and, and that's probably not a great gig for her, but no. it, you know, but I, she's really made a career out of screaming and I've met her a few times. <laughs> what are you looking forward to 2019? Screw Jennifer. All right. Yeah, back to you guys. Yeah. 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 And then, and Donnie Wahlberg comes out and they make out at the end and we're, everybody's mm. into it. But anyway, Ryan Seacrest is excellent. He's very good at it. And I'm glad. What network does he work for? I think ABC. ABC? I think it's ABC because it's a tie-in with America's I- American Idol and all okay, that. Okay, yeah. Uh, and he he actually took over Dick Clark because uh, oh. it was Dick Clark for many 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 years. I don't know, fifty years. Dick Clark did rocking New Year's Eve, and then Dick Clark had a stroke. And he was an older man, and he had a stroke, but he continued to try and do um, the um, the the. Uh, the, the thing, the, the rock and do you? Yeah, and, and but half his With face, half his face, half moving. his face had been paralyzed. <laughs> I could say it, that I'm a stroke survivor. I, you are a stroke survivor, so you could say. It. But it was hard to watch. It yeah. was he was like talking out of the side of his face. Oh. And uh, if anyone who's had strokes, I apologize. But it, you have to admit it was hard to watch. And then they kind of brought Seacrest in. And they both did it, and then Seacrest took over. And Dick Clark had died. He's and, like uh, the second string quarterback. Where right. Finally who, like, all right, your shoulders, your shoulders. Yeah. And he's screwed. great. Uh, Seacrest, uh, who once again I've met many times. Oh, he's a he's great always, host. And he's always been a sweet, nice guy, and I like Ryan Seacrest. So more power to him. He's a good dude, and he handles it well. So I just wanted to bring up my, my Sons of Anarchy story to show that I have been shit on, too, for doing live television, and I wasn't great at it. So uh, if... If you need me to host CNN's uh, Rockin' New Year's next year, I will do it, but I'll probably suck too. Yeah, um, as long as it's not sponsored by Harley Davidson. No, no, yeah, Chris I didn't. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't yeah. want to piss off any more Harley. And the fucked up thing about that Sons of Anarchy after show, I did it. It was like the most watched thing I ever did. I think the final episode we got like nine million viewers uh, on the on the after show, and and it was. I got nothing out of it. They paid me like a thousand dollars a week to do it. And, uh, and I just got shit to the point where I, t- I called FX and they were real. The people at FX were super nice. And they were like, I'm sorry about all the stuff you're going through. <laughs> and I said, I don't know. I could do it. Like I had one more to go. And I was like, I don't think I could do it. You're this friends anymore. with Kurt. 
Yes, yeah, Kurt who was amazing at throughout. He should have threw you a bone like, guys, he you don't did. have to he murder did. my friend. He did. He wrote a tweet. He wrote a tweet one time because I was getting, it was it was getting it was bad. bad. Like people, I want to like, go find They literally now. had security for me to walk from my car when I parked in the driveway. Uh, we actually shot it at the real place where they shoot Sons of Anarchy out in uh, like North Hollywood. They yeah. shoot where they had their, their, their you know, clubhouse or whatever it was. That, and we shot it Where there. was that at? I didn't it was know in that. North, North Hollywood. Huh. Uh, it was like, you wouldn't even know it was there. It was a bunch of mechanics buildings. And then that one was okay. right in it. And uh, so they shot out there. And it was right when Charlie Hunnam uh, had been picked to be, do you remember this? He had been picked to be the guy in um, 50 Shades of Grey. Yes. He was going to be that but he guy. Didn't, he didn't eventually. Well, yeah. because it became bedlam. Like they, they, nobody even knew people that they were shooting. To kill him. No, they, paparazzi. They didn't, people weren't even, sh- they didn't even know they were shooting sons out there. Mm. And once he, Charlie had gotten that job, there was paparazzi like waiting outside for Charlie Hunnam to come walking out. I think that's one of the reasons he quit. He's like, I'm not that kind of guy. Yeah, like, I, I just want to be like an actor who makes, you know. Uh, well, and that's a he- that's a role that probably will define you in some way. I was looking forward to it because I mean, I've never seen such a, good a better looking man than yeah. Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. Honestly, uh, looking at his face because we did we I, I, I was with him a lot. And then we he, he was actually my guest on on the on the after show a couple of times. And I looked at his face a couple times and like, this fucking guy had to be an actor. He had to be in movies because he's too goddamn good looking to be anything else. He couldn't with that face and that, you know, good look, he couldn't work at a Starbucks or anything because people would constantly come up to him and go, holy shit, you're good looking. They'd be offered. Right. Like some people are just too good looking to do regular jobs. They have like that girl who has the stomach shit. Uh, she's got like a cleft in her stomach on Instagram. What she was in that, she was in a movie with Ben Affleck where they, where he killed his wife. Uh, and what is her name? Oh, she's in the video with Emily Ratanowski. Emily Ratanowski. Okay. We're at 45 minutes. Uh, and I'm just blabbering at this point. And I didn't want to, I, that's not what I wanted this podcast to become where I just blabber. But anyway, Emily Ratanowski, uh, is an act who's in the, she was in the, the, the video for blurred lines. Best part, one of the greatest summers of my life. So she has a cleft, what? She has a cleft in her, like her, her, her stomach area. It's, she's like so ripped or like perfect bodied that her stomach, her, her like stomach has clefted weirdly. And it's so funny to read like the, con- she's got like 70 million Instagram followers. She posts these pictures where she's just, she's like beyond Shredded. good looking. Yeah. You know, she's just got a perfect features and like, she's she- so good looking. We're talking about her, cl- her stomach cleft. Right. We and, but it's so funny. Like the, 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 no, they, oh, they find things oh. to shit on. So this <laughs> is what I'm saying about social media. Cause you, no matter, even if you're Emily Ratajkowski, Kajkowski, she, there are, uh, in the comments, they're like, she's got fat ankles. I'm like, are you oh, okay. fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like they have, they fish lips, but it's shit like that. So nah. it's, it's sad to see, but whatever. Anyway, that's another girl who just couldn't have like a real job. Cause she's just too, just too. and Charlie Hunnam's the same way. And anyway, that was my, that's my, especially with long hair. He could pull off long hair. Weir, uh, well, that's my anarchy afterwards story. That was the name of it. Anarchy oh. afterward. That's what we called it. Um, and, uh, after word, not after word, you're like afterward, W A R D. No, after word, W O R D. Get it. Oh, the we're going to say some yeah. words after sons of anarchy. Oh, so okay. we need a little play on that. And, uh, 
Anyway, that was my story on live television, and now I feel bad about making fun of Anderson and Andy because I shit, I shit the bed on live television as well for two years. Did you see? And the- I made t- they made a hundred thousand dollars. I probably all told made eight thousand dollars. Well, I think I think they're I think they're doing okay. It. Then Got they're they're nothing okay. Out of it. Did you see the video? I forget her name. The girl, she was one of the females on that that same Andy Anderson. New Year's thing. She uh, went to like talk to her husband and he turned around and just like put his umbrella in her face and she walked like right into no. the... Uh, I forget who it was. It's some famous person, but there's a video of her like just walking right into the, the pointy part this of an umbrella. This year happened? It was like, yeah, that broadcast. Oh. It was just kind of funny because like, I don't know, that was... I, I saw like a, just one of those like gifs where it just keeps looping it around of her walking her face okay. into the umbrella. That's all I oh, caught Oh, I didn't of it. see that. All yeah. right, well, anyway... Um, not a lot going on. This is it. 2019. We've yeah. begun it. We are going to I am I am going to I am going to put all my 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 thoughts into this podcast. I'm having a real fun time doing it. We are in episode 5 currently and it's been a blast. So I am going to focus on it and make it real fun for all of us cuz I feel like people are into it. I'm getting emails from Ireland and Australia that people are listening. So that's pretty yeah. fun and cool. And I hope that the Australians um, are not too pissed off that I that I uh, that I've made because I don't know if they're into they they have weird fashions. Every other countries have oh they might get upset about the UG about the UG comment. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I I hope you're not too upset about that because you I think you we blame you for starting that shit. Yeah, yeah, you started. Yeah, the Australians. That's have I'm sure American, like horrible American we, we fashion, makes its way things, down yeah. there too. So, and, but they usually get it a few years later. Like if you go to like some Central American countries, they're still wearing like Frankie say relax shirts and they're, stuff. They're wearing we the uh, what are the Ed Hardys? Ed Hardys, Ooh, that kind of man. shit. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that's that. Let's go to my shows, uh, Franjola. I'm coming to New Hampshire in January. I'm doing like this thing uh, at a, at a brewery. It's a comedy series they do, and I'm very excited about that. I like those people on the East Coast. And then I'm coming to comedy at the Carlson in Rochester, New York, January 11th, 12th, and 13th. If you live in Rochester, please, you have to come to this because this guy who books this, he's like kind of a dick. And he is like really like, you got to sell tickets, bro. And I don't know if I will or I won't, but I'll be there. And uh, and I want to hang out with you guys if you live in Rochester. And I hate to bore people who don't live in Rochester with promoting shows, but hey, I got to do what I got to do. All right. Put your, uh, put your, your, your fancy athletic gear away. And put on your cowboy boots and your jeans and step out in 2019. Go out, enjoy your lives. Uh, you know, if, you, if you're a man, have sex with your wife or girlfriend a little more than you, you used to. Do it to each other more. Uh, if you're a woman, fuck them more, blow them more. Like everybody do that. Uh, be nicer to regular people from day to day because it's a... You know everything sucks, man. And and uh, if you're if you just say hey, happy New Year to the Seven Eleven guy, or hope you're having a good one, it really just kind of changes everyone's you know way of thinking. And maybe if we now I sound like a Forrest Gump movie or something. Maybe if that like we get a little tide going where everybody's a little nicer to each other, and all of a sudden next thing you know we're all fucking kind of nice to each other. And riding the subway or driving on the freeway is not as shitty as it was in 2018. That's my speech. Thank you all. We're going to be back next week. Alex, happy birthday. I know you had a good one. Yeah, you have a good New good. Year's Eve. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Let's wish Alex a stroke-free 2019. 
Coming uh, up on the year anniversary. The year anniversary of his stroke. Uh, so let's let's hope that he doesn't get another one. Uh, thank you all. Let's keep it going. I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, maybe it was a little too rambly, but I'm sure you'll let me know if it was. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.